Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Moss Live. Today, I'm going to branch off just a little bit from our usual scheduled programming, and we're going to talk about voting. Eyes all around the nation are looking at the governor's race of Arkansas. We have three very qualified candidates, all with policies that are very distinct from one another. But, you know, for me, personally, politics can admittedly get really boring. And this is a common thread shared amongst many young people and college students throughout the United States. I reached out to all three of the potential governors about the issue of young people not coming out to vote, and I only got a response from one of them. So without further ado, allow me to introduce Dr. Chris Jones. Thanks for having me on the show. It's actually an honor for me to be here and having the conversation. Um, a couple things I'll say, you know, and I knew this, you know, I'm running for governor, and I knew this uh, at the outset, uh, how important the college age group is. Now, I know it from personal experience because when I was in college, uh, I was student government association president, and we organized a group of folks on our college campus and across college campuses to help to get out the vote. Uh, if my recollection is correct, there was a spike in um, college turnout in that year, not a spike, an uptick, and that actually helped to influence the election. And a um, in terms of, and the person we wanted to win actually won. So now, now let me, now let's talk kind of grounded here. There are actually, I think, two big reasons. Number one, because you all will bear the brunt of decisions that are made today more than anyone else. You all are going to be living with, with those decisions that are made today. Um, for the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, it's going to be on you. So it's important for you to get a voice and a say in what the what direction those decisions, decisions will go in. Um, and number two, what you what you know, at least for me, why it's important is that college students tend to show up in larger numbers when there's change needed. And we're in a moment where we need change. And so college students showing up are going to be the one to make the difference because you're that margin that people aren't expecting. Yeah. Um, and showing up seems to be a big uh, part of your campaign. At least you can make it to the uh, uh, press conferences after uh, <laughs> there any sort of debate. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I mean, look, we show I did up. Reach out to the, I did reach out to the opposition and uh, on all sides and never got a reply. So, it's yeah. uh, again, it's great to be hearing from you. No, uh, it is, man. And look, it's the job interview, so at yeah. least show up during the job interview. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Um so on the other hand of, of students being important for this vote, um, one of your main policies is in regards to protecting, or promises is in regards to protecting teachers' pay and resources. Um, why is that specifically important in Arkansas, the state that is ranked 41st in education? Yeah. So uh, Arkansas certainly ranked 41st in education before, you know, our, our ranking continues to go down. Um, and that's despite having really quality teachers. That's despite having, you know, examples of, of it working well, education working well. You know, I myself am a product of public schools in Arkansas. I went from Watson Chapel High School on to get five degrees. One of them is a PhD from MIT. So the foundation was laid here. And yet that foundation that I had doesn't exist everywhere now in Arkansas. And it, to the point to where 90% of the kids in my hometown, nine out of 10 kids, kids do not read at grade level. So we're not preparing them because we don't have, we're not retaining the teachers that are necessary 
that are doing the work of qual the quality work that's needed, right? So teachers are great, and yet they're stretched, their classrooms are filled, um, they're taken out of their own pocket to pay for students' supplies and things. And the reality is there are a lot of teachers that are eligible for food stamps. Okay? So that shouldn't be, that puts additional stress on it. Why is it critically important? Because education is a doorway to opportunity. I lived it myself to go from Pine Bluff uh, to MIT, <laughs> to working at NASA, to walking with Nobel laureates. You, know, you don't get that without the door of opportunity uh, being open and education is what opened it. And the biggest factor in education are teachers. So I'm an engineer. And my question is, how do we get to the root cause, the underlying factor, and address that? If we pay teachers better, we'll retain, we'll retain them more, they'll, and then we'll retain quality teachers, and we'll attract quality teachers, and that's what will allow us to fully open the door of education. Yeah, and those policies are certainly being recognized um, nationally. I mean, my cousin back in Houston is a... Um, is a teacher at uh, Spring Branch Middle School and um, oh. texted me the other day and was like, have you heard of Chris Jones? Like, he's he's got some great policies. <laughs> I was like, I'm actually sitting down with him in a few days. Um, That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like small world. Um, you support the legalization of marijuana. Am, am yeah. I correct on that? Um, that is correct. Which for college students um, is awesome. Um, but why does it matter to the state of Arkansas that marijuana is uh, legalized? What would be the economic and social benefits as well as the consequences if there are any? Yeah, so, you know, I think, again, it's, um, there are two big benefits. You know, one, it opens the door for us to address uh, some social justice, criminal justice wrongs, if you would. Right? There are a lot of people that are locked up for you know, um, nonviolent marijuana possession, um, there are a lot of folks, a lot of communities that have been uh, pulled apart uh, for those reasons. And so being able to address that um, and having the, and having the ability to do that is going to be critical. Now, we're seeing legalization happen nationally. So in some respects, the, the genie's out of the bottle. It's going uh, to happen regardless. Uh, and the question is, where is Arkansas going to be in that, in that mix? Which then gets to the real meat of it for some people is the economic benefits. You know, you look at the tax revenue that can come in uh, from the uh, from legalized adult use uh, marijuana that can go to schools, right? That that we already see it through casinos and alcohol. Those things can you be used to been, to address drug addiction issues, to um, to right many wrongs, to support uh, mental health uh, challenges that we face. You know, and th these are resources that can go into communities. Um, and so when you when and if done right, it does provide uh, entrepreneurial opportunities uh, for so many. And so, you know, I, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of we're not one of the wealthiest states in the nation. Um, we have some serious challenges. You and I just talked about teacher pay. Yeah. So we can support paying teachers without putting extra tax burden on our citizens if we use this revenue uh, that can then go to pay for that. Awesome. And um, also in regards to marijuana legalization, um, how do you feel about uh, when speaking to a lot of college students and, and even some adults who were planning on, you know, also support the legalization of marijuana? Um, how do you feel about the complex wording of uh, issue four? <laughs> because that has really thrown off a lot of people. Uh, yeah. 
we had a, we had like a 30 minute conversation about it in my last class, just because some people are like, I don't know, like I do want this, but is this the correct way of going about it? So what is your opinion yeah. on that? Yeah, you know, issue four is one of those where people are really going to have to be educated on the issue and kind of come um, come to their own conclusion, right? Because certainly I support a fair and equitable adult use cannabis industry. It's on our website. All the details are there. Um, and certainly I support citizens being able to put issues on the ballot, right? Which is why I don't like the first three ballot initiatives. Uh, I'm a no on those, one, two, and three. What you just laid out was critical, though, because issue four is worded in such a way that it does not allow us to advance in some of those critical areas that we talked about, whether it's addressing, you know, uh, criminal justice reform. It, it, but it does provide supports for law enforcement. It does provide supports for UAMS. It does provide an opportunity to get supports for education. Um, it, it doesn't provide as much space for the entrepreneurial uh, world. So th those are deep concerns about issue four. Uh, and I think, one, folks need to come out and vote. And two, people need to be very well educated on it um, and then come to their conclusion and their decision. Regardless, I think if it passes, we'll be a step, it'll be a step forward and the next governor will be able to do some more things on, on those on those factors that are not at the table. Perfect. Um, so this summer, um, I uh, was actually studying abroad in, in Europe. And um, I remember waking up one morning and looking at my phone, seeing that Roe v. Wade had been overturned yeah. by yeah. the Supreme Court. Um, and I was with my girlfriend at the time. It was obviously a very emotional, mm. um, I mean, a few weeks, honestly, for a lot of people, a lot of Americans, and honestly, for the world. Um, how did that affect the state as a whole? Because Ava Hutchinson quickly made uh, short work yeah. of what that allowed him to do. Yeah. Um, and so how did that affect the state as a whole? And how can you ensure reproductive rights to women of this state? Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough and complicated issue, right? Highly charged, highly divisive. Um, and I think we saw that play out here in Arkansas. Uh, there were some who jumped on it and went to the extreme. Um, you know, so, you know so, some who celebrated. And then after they celebrated, they were like, wait a minute. What are we really saying? You know, so my opponent, who believes in no exceptions for rape and incest, life of the mother, uh, and would really be in a situation where if my 13-year-old daughter was raped, she's saying that it's not her choice. Uh, and if we did decide, then now they're going to show up in our house and try to arrest us, right? So she she takes the position that, you know, with those no exceptions, um, it, what it does is it creates an environment that law enforcement now has to focus on things like miscarriages as opposed to investigating home invasions, right? And I, I want law enforcement investigating home invasions. Um, I don't want law enforcement investigating miscarriages. Uh, and, and so what we've created is an environment where we haven't thought through the unintended consequences of the action. At the end of the day, I think it's a choice. It's a decision that needs to be made by a woman, you know, her family and her God. And Dobbs overturned that 
Now, here's what I think the impact on Arkansas, because I've gone across the state, I've traveled to all 75 counties and spoken with Arkansans across the board. And you have all sorts of Arkansans who are, who are very concerned about government-mandated pregnancies. They're very concerned about the extremist nature and the attack on personal freedom and liberty. And so what, what, what you see from that is that people are saying, I want to step up and I, I want a governor who's going to work um, to restore the the woman's ability to make that decision. You know, I want a governor who's going to work to not only restore that, but actually then begin to look at the, the sort of underlying causes. I'll go back to that point about root and underlying causes. Are we providing the right resources for education? Because here's the deal, Stuart. Most of us, all of us, want to see the number of abortions go down. And yet, you can want that and still say it should be the decision of the woman, her family, and her faith. Um, ways to bring it down are providing educational opportunities, providing economic opportunities, because people have a job, you know, that it, it, it puts you in a different situation. Providing jobs that pay enough for you to support your family. Those are things that actually uh, will cause us to, uh, to be in a better position. Cool. Um, I've got two questions left for you. So uh, yeah, sure. no we're, we're, on the, we're on the final run. Um, in a state where there are 79,841 registered guns, um, how can you protect the constitutional right to bear arms while also adopting measures to ensure gun safety, especially in uh, places where hunting is really popular in, in rural Arkansas? Yeah, yeah. Um, Stu, I'm a gun owner and I support the Second Amendment. Um, you know, I, I think we have we have we Arkansas is full of reasonable gun owners who have gone through the education, you know, they're doing the right thing, they're law-abiding citizens. That should be protected, hands down. And we also have too many folks who are not law-abiding citizens who are who have guns and are on the street. So what do you do? Well, you, you have to tighten up background checks. You have to. You know, you, you have to address um, issues like ghost guns that are being printed in people's room, homes, in their basements, and you buy a part on the internet, and now all of a sudden you have a working functional gun that's not registered at all. You know, you you have to address you know, a, yes, you want to hunt, absolutely, so hunt with your long gun, great, love it, perfect. And yet, you shouldn't be able as a teenager to go and go to the store and two days, two hours later, have an assault weapon that you can then use on the streets like that that we can all agree that there's some reasonable mess that can come to bear because um, at the end of the day we want to keep our community safe we want our schools to be safe we want our our college campuses so as governor one of the things i would fight against absolutely you should have guns that's fine do it have as many as you want to have law-abiding but do we really need to bring guns to a college football stadium where there's also alcohol and the tension is high on college football stadium? There was a, there was a bill in the legislature to allow you to bring guns to a college football stadium during a huge football game like that. I can't see UA's homecoming 
<laughs> when folks are already riled up, excited, and gonna likely gonna fight. I guarantee you there'll be a fight, hands down. Oh yeah. Now, do you wanna add a gun to the mix? No. But you can do that while also keeping uh, in the spirit of Arkansas, which is to go out and hunt, which is to keep your family safe. I'm the, I'm the father of three girls. You better believe I wanna keep my family safe. You know, I love the outdoors. You better believe I want folks to be able to go hunt all the time. So, awesome. Um, lastly, Chris, um, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. Um, why, um, why should the people of Arkansas and 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 at a more direct level, the students at the U of A, vote for you? Yeah. So you know, I'm asking for the vote of Arkansans because I'm a seventh generation Arkansan who's been here. My family's been in the state for over 200 years. Um, I also have the direct experience necessary to lead in this moment. We're dealing with climate change. We're dealing with a collapsing educational system. We're dealing with rising costs. We're dealing with inflation. And so my background in engineering, a PhD in urban planning, um, having spent 10 years as a dean at MIT, uh, all that comes to bear and being able to understand the complexity of the challenges now. And so we need a governor who can understand those, those issues. We also need a governor who's compassionate. And I, you know, I've traveled the state, I'm an ordained minister, I've traveled the state listening and talking to our Kansas across the board. That competency plus compassion is what I'm saying that I offer and I'm asking our Kansans to, to vote for me in that case. Now for college students, you know, I'll tell you, you want someone who understands the college environment, who understands the college culture. Uh, and I, I, have, I, I have spent, out of all your options, I'm the one who spent most time you know, in the college environment, not only getting five degrees, but also being a, an assistant dean there. Um, and the reason that's important, because it's not only being landed in college, I've also run multiple multi-million dollar organizations. So being able to translate what you all are going through now in a practical way to what you'll need later. I've lived that. And so having lived that, I'll bring that experience, but more importantly, I'll make space for you all at the table uh, as we do this thing. So I'm Chris Jones, uh, and I'll be honored to have the vote of anyone that's listening. And in this moment, um, we can choose to do that and choose community, and that's what I'm asking for. Thank you so much, Chris, and thank you to everyone for tuning in. Next week, The Moss Live will be back with Tibetan Miracle Seeds out of Scotland. This is Stu signing off.